Okay, everybody. I have something really cool to tell you about. If you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain here. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will uh, distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one single place. Now, the way that you can do this is you got to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. And then you can get started. It's really fun. We just switched over recently here at All Too Real 2, and I'm enjoying it so far. So be sure to check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... Matthew Rambo. Hmm. Are you Rambo, like R-A-M-B-E-A-U, or R-A-M-B-O? Um... Pick your poison. You know, you you, yeah. you just so 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 you're 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 either a comic book character or a former Vietnam vet who is out for blood. Yep. <laughs> yep. One of those two. Okay. <laughs> Nothing in between. Nope. <laughs> or it could be like Son of Rambo, B O W, which was a good movie right. if you've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommended people. Check it out. And report back to me, Mike at CullenPark.com. <laughs> um, okay, anyways. <laughs> so today on the show, we are covering the fourth episode of the Disney Plus series, WandaVision. Um, <clears throat> this episode is entitled, We Interrupt This Program, which is <laughs> an apt title. Mm-hmm. Um because we kind of veer off from what we've been seeing in the uh, previous three episodes, where we've been stuck in sitcom land with uh, Wanda and Vision. <laughs> and this, we actually get to see what's going on on the outside of Westview. And uh, basically, we uh, we start out with um, Monica Rambo, the uh, who who is an agent of Sword. And uh, she has returned after the blip, <laughs> or the snap, or the bye-bye half the people. <laughs> That's what I like to call it. The bye-bye half people? Yeah, bye-bye half of the people. <clears throat> that sounds nicer when you put it yeah. that way. You know, it, it's, it's a good thing that um, when, when, he, when he snapped and he got rid of half half the people he didn't screw up and somehow just get rid of half the people like <laughs> like yeah. like like their lower half or something yeah. you know well either way it still would have killed them <laughs> <laughs> be, like, gruesome but then in that case at everybody would have died probably at least it was merciful about it <laughs> but it just writhing in pain as half their bodies are gone <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really fucked up. But. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that until right now. Um, 
It's like the whole thing, you know, where it's like, like a, like a, like a, a reverse mermaid. That would be kind of sucky. Right. No. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I have a weird mind, Matt. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so Monica comes back. She had been gone for five years during the blip and she comes back and it's 2023. Um, and uh she's at the hosp she's at the hospital and you know luckily wakes up in the chair that she had been sitting in five years prior um the uh which is explained in some ways i guess they uh because because my thing about the <laughs> i always wondered about that that uh the people coming back what about people that were like in an airplane in the sky well yeah <clears throat> They would just be like, falling from the sky or something. Or people in a, in a boat. In a boat, they're all of a sudden drowning. Or uh, That's so terrible. They, they get resurrected and they immediately just fall to their death because there's no airplane anymore. Yeah. But, but I guess yes. it's been stated that um, when, uh, when, when, uh, when Smart Hawk sna- snapped the thing, he decided to uh, you know be smart about it. Okay. And somehow wish that they'd be returned safely. Okay. Yeah. Well, because I also thought I also thought about the thing too, like you know, what what if you're like you know like like say you're taking a shower in your in your apartment that used to be some guy's apartment that <laughs> lived there, and when he when he was blipped, he was taking a shower too, and all of a sudden you wake up and <laughs> I mean you're in the, in the shower, and all of a sudden this guy's in the shower with you. <laughs> some random dude just pops up. <laughs> yeah, that's what's <messed> up. <laughs> I'll like give you a heart attack or something yeah. like that. <clears throat> um, it's interesting though when they showed that, right? Because like, you know, they don't really show that on screen in Endgame except for when the heroes show up. But like, everyone else just reappears, like you know, yeah, all at once. Because like. <laughs> it's it's like, I mean, they show a little bit of it in uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, mm-hmm. but um, it's you know, it's still kind of interesting to think about. I mean. I'd like to see like a like a series or or like a mini series or something just about random people that were returned. Yeah, you know, and how they're dealing with things or something like that. Because that's got to right, be like I mean, psychologically damaging to lose five years of your life like that. Right. I mean, it's traumatic for in all in every sense of the word for all parties, really. Plus, too, it actually looked kind of creepier to me to see people returning from that dust and disappearing like it was actually yeah more um like traumatizing to see that <laughs> it's um it's interesting too and i mean you see all these people in the hospital and everything and then in the episode monica's all worried about uh her mom because she was there with her mom and i guess her mom died of cancer while she was gone so that's gotta suck right. so <clears throat> and they they basically tell her that her mom died like three years ago. Right. So that just really sucks for people. Like, you know, you don't get to say goodbye to your mom. You don't get to, you know, that's really got to suck for Monica. That's got to be psychologically weighing on her a lot in this. Yeah. Um, so anyways, three weeks later after that, Monica returns to her, uh, work and is, uh, and, and we meet, uh, acting director, Tyler Hayward. He's a. Uh, he's like the he's a guy that took over for Monica's mom, who was the director, I guess. <clears throat> Maria Rambo, yeah, the founder and director of Sword. Yes. And uh, uh, director Hayward is played by Josh Stamberg. So, just so people know, he's a. Uh, He's been in a lot of movies and TV shows. He plays, he tends to play cops and FBI agents and things of that nature. So he fits this role pretty well. Right. Um, Wasn't he also in like a comedy show too once or something? He might've been. Um, like, um, was it worst week ever or was it, um, was it perfect couples or something like that? Or I don't know. Let me maybe. see here. That, that's kind of a tangent. Sorry. Yeah, but no, that's fine. That's what we do. <clears throat> Um, 
uh, he's played a judge on Law and Order SVU. He uh, a TV miniseries called The Loud- Loudest Voice. He had a recurring role on Nashville, recurring role on Parenthood. Um, trying to see if he uh, he was in an episode of Arrested Development. <laughs> he had a recurring role on Drop Dead Diva, which was kind of a comedy. Um, so yeah, I mean, and he had a recurring role on Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. But yeah, he has played a lot of lieutenants and judges and agents and things of that nature. And all that, so, all that yeah. <clears throat> cool. Yeah, and he's been acting since 1994. So there we go. Okay, so, um, <laughs> the, um, so, so, so like I said, okay, now we, um, Director Tyler Hayward um, sends her to uh, to help out FBI agent Jimmy Wu, who we had previously met in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, who was the agent assigned to uh, Scott Lang, um, played by Randall Park. Um, they, uh, he's there um, looking for a missing person. And that's the thing is like, who is this missing person? That's what I'm wondering, you know? Yeah. Um, the, um, the main thing here is, um, so, so, uh, they go to, uh, the outskirts of, of, uh, of Westview here and there's a couple cops there. There's like a hexagonal hexagonal static field surrounding the town um there's some cops there like sheriffs or something and they are convinced that the town of westview doesn't exist but there is a town called eastview (laughs) so some kind of mind mind control over them or something right and they're just standing like standing there at the edge of town literally and like there's, there's a sign that says westview right next to them yeah and they're saying that no such town exists, and they're like, like, oh, who are these jokers? And you know, it's like, uh, dude, like, you're, you're literally standing next to a sign that says Westview, which makes me wonder, like, why are they under this uh, mind control, and Monica and Jimmy aren't? Yeah, they didn't like. Well, they they said something like. <laughs> We have some kind of connection to it, or can sense the town, or something like that. Um, yeah, for some reason, um, it makes you wonder, like, why all these people, like at Sword, can you know know that the town's there and other things, you know. But uh, interesting, yeah. yeah, I don't know. So, um, anyways, um, yeah, I'm still just wondering who this missing person that Jimmy's after is, but uh, I guess we'll find out eventually yeah so uh they um so they send in a uh send in a drone um monica sends in a drone which we later find out is the turns into the helicopter that uh wanda had found in the second episode in her front yard so Uh um so it's interesting like the the drone she sends in is like in um, Captain Marvel colors too, which is kind of interesting. Uh-huh. Um, so she she sends that in, and they uh, um. So so, what happens now then, Matt? Uh, well, she sends it in, and then. You know, it goes into static and disappears into that energy field. So then Monica goes to walk up to it and she kind of sticks her hand into it a little bit and says what it is. And she, you know, Jimmy's like telling her, like, you know, be careful. And she keeps, you know, sticking in further until she just gets totally pulled into the the town. And then um, that's when Sword now is taking all of their people to go 
find Monica, see what's going on with her. And uh, Monica just becomes part of the show, so to speak. And um, you had, uh, what's, I forgot her name. She was in Thor, the character in Thor. Oh, Darcy, um, Darcy Lewis. Yeah, she's part of like this team that they brought in, like from people from like all different fields. Like she's, I think she's astrophysics, and uh, you got like a a guy like who's an artificial intelligence. You got a chemical engineer. You know, pretty much just covering all bases, try to figure out like how to get into this town or figure out like what's actually going on there. And then um, Darcy she's like kind of like measuring like the radioactivity or whatever. And she like finds, what was it called? EMDR or something like that. Um, I think so. Something like that. It's like, it's basically like radiation from the big bang. That's still kind of like, you know, residual. Yeah. And that's actually like where you get like TV static is from that. Like it kind of picks up that. So she like, she sees like a little blip of like what's going on and she, you know, she asks for like a, like an old TV, like, you know, like the tube, you know, that flat screen stuff to see what's going on. And then that's when she discovers that there's like this TV show going on with Wanda and vision. And she's like, uh, like he's, he's like dead, dead, right? Like not, not a blip. Like he's actually supposed to be like dead. Right. And you know, the Hayward's like, you know, asking her like, is this, I'm not sure it was Hayward. Someone else was asking, like, is this recorded or is this, you know, like, like I don't I have no idea what's going on about, like, you know. So we we kind of get an idea that there's, you know, the people on the outside, like a sword, they're actually, like, experiencing all this stuff, like, in real time. Like, how we're waiting, like, weeks, you know, for episode. Like, this is all happening, like, really quickly, like, within, like, 24 hours, you know, of itself. And um, it's actually Darcy at the end of episode one who's watching the TV at the end of that. That's actually her taking notes about, like, what's going on. And uh, it's really interesting. Uh, it kind of gets a little bit creepier from there, actually. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so the. Uh, yeah, I mean, Darcy. Darcy ends up finding out that, you know, through through all this stuff that there's like this TV show going on too. Yeah. So that that's interesting that the that they end up grabbing these old televisions. <laughs> and uh Yeah, so Darcy had used this spectrum analyzer to uh figure out that you know there's some kind of broadcast coming through as we were saying um so she ends up uh needing like an old television so they bring her an old television and there's like these old uh it's like a sitcom they're trying to figure out who these people are in the sitcom (laughs) and what's going on and it's like my favorite my favorite line in the in the episode was uh, what was uh, Jimmy Sainter? So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? <laughs> and then she's like, "It's a working theory." <laughs> yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah but plus two. So we're like, we're trying to figure out like if like the characters like. And just trying to figure out what's actually going on, basically. Like, they don't, they have no idea if this is, like, some weird, like, art experiment or whatever. They eventually end up finding out that, like, the the people in the town are, like, actual people from Westview. Like, they're not, they're not just, like, made up characters. Like, they're the actual people who live there, and they're, they're stuck playing, like, this role, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like, they, they find out that these people have different names. Um, some of the names are actually, uh, the names that they give them are actually people that are associated with the show, like people, yeah, people that are like, um, you know, behind the scenes on the show and stuff like that, which is, I think kind of funny. Um, it's a nice homage or gesture, you know? Yeah. So, um, basically we, we start to find out that they, 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 they place like names to all these people. With the exception of Agnes, 
which is interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that that could mean something. And and uh, I don't know if it's because it's too early in the broadcast or whatever, but they don't even have Dottie on the screen on the uh, on the board that they have. Yeah. With the people and their uh, things. So so basically it makes you wonder, like, what's going on with this? Like, are these people just trapped in this town <clears throat> and forced to act out this sitcom? Right. Were they originally from this town? Did she just pick random people and put them in this town? Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm thinking it was the people that lived in Westview and now they're all basically just fucked. Um, <laughs> I was thinking that too as one. Yeah, well, kind of. Well, because like my my whole theory is what I love about the show is that they don't really let you know like really what's going on. Like every time there's like a working theory going on, they end up subverting it. So it's like, oh, I guess it's back to the drawing board about what the show is actually about. You know? Yeah. Like Wanda could be the enemy. Wanda could be being brainwashed by someone else. She could be being possessed, or partially possessed at certain moments but then you know she's lucid during the rest of the show you know we all kinds of different yeah. things going on. but yeah i would i would say that i do think that they're actually townspeople because if this is some sort of weird like make your reality what you want of it thing um if they just end up killing all the people in the town i'm pretty sure that would make things uh a little bit more complicated for whoever's doing this because now you got you know, murder, you know, investigate, you know, they, they pretty much don't want people knowing what's going on. So they don't want to bring too much, you know, attention to what they're doing, basically. So yeah. I, I guess my theory would be, well, these people live here. We can't really necessarily kick them all out because that would have looked really suspicious. So can't mm-hmm. kill them either. So I guess we'll just have them play a part. You know? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, I mean. And, and 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 plus, you know, it's like they're they're not all just playing random parts too, because they're all still connected. Like the 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 quote unquote real people that are playing the part of Mister and Missus Hart, for example, are married in real life as well. Right. So it's like they're not just you know being stuck with random spouses that aren't their real spouses or something, you know. Right. <laughs> Like Dottie or Dottie's, you know, married to um, Norm, and you know, well, we don't know about that yet about Dottie, but um, yeah, which is interesting. Like you said, Dottie and Agnes are the only two that haven't been uh, revealed yet to be, which is very, very interesting uh, for lots of reasons. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> which they'll probably likely subvert any obvious theories about that as well, just because it's too obvious. So. We'll probably end up being completely surprised by the end of this of what's actually really going on. But it's still fun to speculate. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know, I, I I like being right. I like being wrong. It's cool. Um, it's the cool. Uh, yeah. Well, you no, know, it it jogs your mind to think about what's going on. You know, it's fun. So yeah, and like I've said before, this the last time I've had this much fun speculating on a TV show was probably Lost. Yeah, and I mean that kind of disappointed me in the end, but I still loved <laughs> loved the show. So. <clears throat> Yeah. And it did disappoint so, me because I was wrong half the time. So it was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's so many options. I mean, it's like, it's I mean, so many possibilities, probably in the hundreds of thousands or millions. Yeah. You know? so, <clears throat> but, um, yeah. So, so basically like throughout this episode too, like the characters, the characters in the episode are asking sometimes, and sometimes answering all the questions that we've had thus far too, you know what I mean? Like all the mm-hmm. speculation that we've had. They're 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 uh they're they're talking about things like uh Jimmy writes on this whiteboard, um the things that I saw that he wrote, he wrote is why hex hexagonal shaped? Mm. Why sitcoms? Mm-hmm. Is vision alive? You know? These right. are things that we're all asking, you know? Exactly. It's <laughs> funny, yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's what they're doing, literally. Like, here's, here's all of your questions. We have the same questions, so. Yeah. yeah we're all doing this together. <laughs> and um, do you want to take a quick break here, and then we'll come back for, you know, just to talk more about this, uh, what yeah. happens in the episode? Yeah, sure. All right, we'll be right back, folks. 
It's the ninja from the Ask the Angry Ninja Show saying, come listen to the show. We got the ninja wife to give you your movie reviews. We got the conscript to give you the ninja news. And we got the battle to talk about your sports. And as always, it is the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. So ask me a question. We'll give you the ninja knowledge you need for your ninja life. Search for us anywhere you get your podcast from. Just search for the Ask the Angry Ninja Show and enjoy the show. Back. Welcome back, folks. I hope you enjoy what you've been listening to so far. My name is Mike. My name is... When I say it was, I, mm-hmm. I'm i like losing my identity very slowly. I don't know what's going on. Well, Almost like people in the town, you know, who have like a very fledgling understanding of reality and only get little spurts here and there, but then... You know, they get back back into the program. Maybe you've been replaced. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, anyways, uh, back to the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was, um, so, so, so we're, they're watching the show on these TVs and stuff, um, the, the little sitcom that we saw, but there are certain things missing here and there. That we yeah. didn't, you know, like like all those things, those times that uh, Wanda was uh, kind of fucking with things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just kind of skips ahead in the show. <clears throat> like like like, yeah, like Dar- even... Darcy and everybody can't see that. Right, like yeah, exactly. Like when we're, like when we're watching that, like they're they're seeing like the exact same thing. Like well, no, they're not. We're like yeah, exactly. Like you know what I mean. Like when yeah. like. What Vision was like in the last episode was like saying like, yes, I, I think there is something wrong, and then like it just like goes back to like that same scene all over again. Then yeah. says like the correct line or whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, like when Darcy's seeing it, they just see that disappearing. You know, like what the heck's going on? Yeah, <clears throat> like there's footage, like there's footage missing from the episode. Um, yeah. The. Uh, which is which is kind of interesting. Um, there's a. Uh... Oh yeah, um, they they sent this. Uh... We find out about the beekeeper guy. <laughs> a little bit. Um, they send in a. Uh... Um, one of their agents. Even though. Uh... Jimmy was kind of protesting the idea of this. Um, mm-hmm. They uh they they send one one of their agents in and he's in a hazmat suit. But when he enters the town, it turns into a beekeeper's outfit. <laughs> so kind of like how you know it, it seems like everything changes like uh like monica's clothing changed when she entered in the town you know yeah <clears throat> and the uh the drones change into uh into time period type things you know like a toy helicopter and whatnot um <clears throat> so anything um, that enters the town changes Right. Also, can I make a point really quick? Sure, go ahead. Um, I don't know if this was them doing it or if this is how maybe I misinterpreted it, but it almost seems like when these people try to get in there, there's always like something that's related to sword so that she can know that they're, they're like they're infiltrators. Like I'm not sure if they themselves were wearing sword stuff into the town yeah or if like she instinctively knows that that person's not someone who should be there and yeah. then like with wanda was wearing that sword necklace that would seem are, are you, you mean monica there. sorry yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> monica was wearing a, a sword necklace and you would think that would be kind of dumb to do if you're trying to infiltrate yeah you don't want to give an idea of who you are you know so i don't know my theory is that that was her because when she went in she was wearing a uh a name badge around her neck that had the sword logo on it. Oh, okay. That I think that turned into the necklace. Okay. And That's... then the beekeeper guy, he had a sword logo on his back of his, um, his hazmat suit. And then which, and, and, that would be kind of stupid to ha- wear that in there. So I think, yeah, I think she's picking up on, or someone is whatever is picking up on these people who aren't supposed to be there and kind of like giving her symbols to let her know, like, 
these aren't people who should be here. Like, look out for them. Like, be suspicious of them. That's just my yeah working team. But um, yeah, it's like I mean the sword logo kind of just sets her off. Um, so uh, at one point too, we we uh, we end up uh, we end up seeing um through her. We, we we see what happened where uh how Monica was sent back to the the real world. Mm-hmm. And it was um the part that we missed in the last episode with that they skipped over, it's where uh Wanda basically confronts her and uh she sends her through the wall. And then through the, uh, through the, uh, through the big bubble that's around the, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Right. <clears throat> right, exactly. <clears throat> so, yeah, that, that, um, that happened. Um, <laughs> the, uh, we, we end up getting, um, we see, we, so we see that part that we missed in the last episode. We also, um, we also see that when Vision comes back in the room, Wanda looks at him and she, for a split second, sees the dead Vision that we saw at the um, at at the uh, in, in during Infinity War. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. So that that was that, that was creepy. Um, so it makes me wonder: is uh, is Vision dead? Is he alive? You know, <laughs> I really hope they're not going with this route of her animating a dead. I mean, dead corpse. That that, that just seems even too dark and like horror, even for like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, well, well I mean, the thing is, I don't think she's animating him because he seems to be sentient. Like, where he actually, you know, has thoughts of his own you know what right. i mean because there's like that the the scenes that we see like with him talking to the the neighbors and stuff and she's not around and and then like also the the scenes in the second episode where they were at that uh at where he was at that block watch meeting at the library <clears throat> so yeah. you know those scenes all did not include wanda yeah exactly so yeah i don't know it, it just I wonder what they were going with that. Maybe, maybe that's her realizing that he was dead at one point, or I don't know. It just it, yeah, because actually, it looked worse than when he had just died in Infinity War. I mean, it looked like his was decaying somewhat, you know. Because um, um, I don't know, like in Infinity War, it looked like he was more purplish, whereas in this, it was like gray. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Um, because um, it, it's. It's interesting, um, I mean, because the thing is, is, like, if if he's not, you know, able to do things on his own, it would only be, like, like I said, only in, he'd, he'd only exist in scenes with Wanda. Right. So, it's gotta be something there, because, you know, he's, he's able to interact with the doctor, he's interacting with the townspeople, you know, in his own scenes. So, yeah. it, I mean, he might not be Vision. He could be somebody else. Right. So who knows? But it's just, it's just interesting uh-huh. because um, it, it's kind of like when, when you, when you like, um, you know, spoilers here for The Good Place, but like the first season of The Good Place where y- you realize that any scene that Michael's in, one of the other people are involved in it. Right. So that's how when the reveal that he's evil... <clears throat> Yeah. At the end yeah, of the season, we don't we don't ever see what he's doing when he's doing his evil doing. So. Right. Exactly. So it's interesting. <clears throat> it could be Mephisto, or it could be something less obvious. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't really know. I mean, there there's allusions to Wonder Man in the in the comics. He was uh he was actually a character that that um was created using vision's mind 
and stuff like that or vice versa i can't remember but you know wh- whatever it is it could be wonder man it could be some they could be setting up something else or it could just be vision somehow brought back from the dead right like, um, um, yeah it is interesting so um So, uh, my, my question here is though, like when, when Monica was sent back out, I had the same question last week, mm-hmm. her clothes don't change from the 1970s clothes that she was wearing in there. Right. So I'm wondering about like when we, when we, when we catch up with her next time, is it going to be that maybe we don't know, you know, like maybe she's somehow still under a brainwash or something of the town. Or something like that. I, I also think she might have encountered, like, when she might be gaining powers because of this, too. Right. And it might be becoming Photon, which was also the name of her, her... It was her mom's nickname. But that's also the character that she is in the comics. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Because, um... Cause, um <clears throat> if she if she did that, I mean, she didn't choose to do that, but like, it's kind of scary implications about that, though, because like, if Wanda can do that, then that means that she can also affect the reality outside of Westview as well. So that could be like scary in a sense of like being able to expand this reality outward somewhat, not just contain it inside, you know, their little border that they got set up. Yeah, so, um, that's kind of. You know, maybe they'll go into that a little bit for the rest of the series, but um, but yeah, because you said too last week about the pants she was wearing were like fish, and then you said something about haddock. Haddock, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a type of fish. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting to see what the reasoning behind her clothing not changing is. Um, so, so, um, yeah, the, it's, you know, we see this, I mean, her clothing doesn't change. I just don't get that. That's what I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, I'm wondering if like, once you go into that town, if something happens to you, you know what I mean? So it kind of yeah, yeah. has me worried about all the people in there. Like, are they going to be fucked up for the rest of their lives or what's going on? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Or, or like you said, maybe, maybe his plan will backfire somewhat, and like it would give them powers. So whoever's controlling this, they might end up inadvertently creating, you know, opponents for themselves by doing this. Like, yeah, you know, Monica might become photon by Wanda expelling her. You know, yeah, because I, I think with with maybe with with something with uh, Wanda's, you know, magic kind of happening there that you know maybe she. Uh, is creating that and now she's going to be uh stuck as a you know i mean not stuck but like gaining powers so um so and 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 when uh when she comes out you know we we end the episode with uh with the music voodoo child Uh which is interesting Uh so yeah there's that <clears throat> voodoo child so it's like yeah so it's like who is the voodoo child here is it wanda is it the actual children um you know or also too i thought of the whole idea of a voodoo doll you know which you know where you you basically control other people via that that made me think of Vision's dead corpse again of you know is she controlling but like you said it seems like he has a consciousness outside of Wanda unless she herself is just controlling him from afar but like what would be the whole point yeah. of creating a false reality where every single person in the town is just like a marionette and you're just like telling them what to say to you it doesn't really seem worth it really you know yeah because I mean I don't I don't think that they're marionettes I think that they they kind of know what's going on but they're also afraid it's almost like that uh that Twilight Zone episode that people talk about all the time Mm-hmm. in relation to this where there was the little boy who 
controlled a, a whole town in Ohio. Right. Where, uh, you know, people were afraid of him, so they all acted, you know, good because they didn't want to upset the little boy. Right. And just did whatever he wanted, yeah. Um, yeah. It could be that, too. Like, when you said, too, like, when, when um, Mr. Hart was choking and she kept saying, stop it, and, like, laughing, because, like, to, you know, looking at um, Wanda somewhat, it was kind of like almost her way of pleading, but at the same time trying to you know keep on a happy face you know to yeah play along, you it's know like, at the it's, same time it's, it's like stop it don't kill my husband sort of thing you know yeah yeah so fucked up and then she's just like <laughs> finally relents it's like vision help him like all almost yeah. like a queen or something like that like you know yeah like she's in charge of the thing and um but you see that, that too it's like vision has the power to help him so he's got to be real too you know what i mean and because i don't think unless it's somehow a marionette that she's controlling I don't know. It's. I don't think she's controlling him, though. No, I don't either. Because he, like he, he seems like he knows what's going on. He's playing safe to try. I like, think he's because Vision. One of his powers is he's able to acquire so much information and interpret it. So he might be basically taking all of this in bit by bit to try to figure out, you know, exactly what is going on, and he's kind of revealing it piecemeal to Wanda, like giving her these little hints, like. You know, I think something's wrong, or, or you know, we can leave. We don't have to live here. You know, type of thing. Because I think he know. Because like in the in the clip for the next or the the uh, trailer for the next episode, it actually shows um, Agnes like driving her car, and she's just kind of staring, and then he just like touches her head, and she immediately like wakes up from like this weird trance-like state. And no, so that kind of makes me wonder too: Is Agnes really Agatha the witch? Because why, why would like, if she's the witch and she's the one that's like got a bad agenda, why would she need Vision to like wake her up out of her slumber? You know what I mean? This just yeah, seems who, kind of interesting. Yeah, it's, like, it'd be kind of interesting to see where they're going with that. Maybe that's just a complete, yeah, really. complete red herring. You know, it uh, is. So yeah. like, apparently, he's waking people up throughout the town. That's what they're going to it at least some people are thinking that so like he's there's going to be like a face-off i think between wanda and vision like there was in a um, civil war where they're going to be on opposite sides on you know this issue type of thing you know yeah um, and um because that always seems to be the case with them like they, they they love each other but they always pick opposite sides of like a, a war or battle or whatever yeah um, so it'd be interesting to see where that goes um i don't know it's like um i i really just want to know what's going on um but you know i'm glad that we don't know right away um yeah good yeah uh do you want to take another break here matt and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some trivia and then we'll also talk about uh speculation that we have for future episodes yeah sure okay right back What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together together and as a bonus each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show so download and listen to gen x voice today on apple spotify amazon or wherever you listen to podcasts and let's see how much we have in common after all We are back black. in black. Oh, wait, no. Back in black. <laughs> Most overrated rock band ever. Anyways, um, so <laughs> let's, uh, 
They are the two broke girls of rock music. Anyways, um, so, uh, the, um, actually, no, they're more like the Big Bang Theory of rock music. Um, oh. <laughs> wow. Because people like them. <laughs> so, uh, wow. Anyways, um, here's some uh, trivia from uh, the Internet Movie Database here about this episode. In the episode, the SWORD headquarters is displayed. The acronym SWORD stands for Sentient Weapon Observation Response Division. Okay. So, which is different from what it stands for in the comic books. Um, the barely intelligible words at the beginning of the episode while Monica is coming back from the blip are pieces of dialogue from 2019's Captain Marvel, where uh, Monica was uh, just a child. It's like her mind is recompressing itself by experiencing, again, every memory in Monica's life. Right. Um, Monica Rambeau, at least in the comics, um, the daughter of Maria Rambeau, who is a close ally to Captain Marvel and featured in Captain Marvel, played by Lashana Lynch. So, yeah, we did see her in Captain Marvel as a little girl. Mm -hmm. um, chronologically speaking, this series takes place in 2023, three weeks after the blip was undone in Avengers Endgame. This places the places WandaVision between Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home. So this takes place before Far From Home. Oh, so that'll tell you something. Yeah. Um, in this episode, Agent Wu demonstrates close-up magic when uh, producing his uh, card for Captain Rambo. He may have learned this in part due to his close relationship with Scott Lang and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Lang was teaching himself close-up magic while under house arrest. So, that's interesting. Um, yeah, for that, that was funny. On the whiteboard, Jimmy writes, uh, writes on, um, it says... It does say things like the field around Westfield has five mile radius, suggesting mm -hmm. scrolls as a possible cause and asks audience question mark commercials question mark. <laughs> are they aware question mark? So those are other things that he's asking on there that I didn't see. Um, so. Um, the. The. Uh, in the blip, uh, people reappearing look like prisms and cubes getting put together. Um, this is a small homage to how Scarlet Witch altered reality in the House of M. And, uh, what's what's that? The House of uh -huh. M. That is a comic book um, that people are saying this a comic book storyline that people are saying this is very much in oh, influenced okay. by. Yes. Um, cool. Kevin Feige responded to a question regarding everyone appearing from the original blip. For example, if people were mid-air during the blip – oh, wow, this is answering what we were talking about earlier. Mid-air yeah, okay. mid during the blip, um, um, would, um, would they just fall when they came back? Um, Feige has since responded saying that Professor Hawk would account for this and make sure each person would return safely. This would right. account for some rematerializing re in safe environment and not dropping from the sky or even exactly um, where someone is standing, sitting, etc. In the beginning of the episode, each person seems to be returning just out of everyone's way, more or less. Which makes sense, too, because, you know, it'd be interesting if you were standing in the exact spot that somebody else is standing now. And then you reappear in the blip, you know, would you buy, would you, you can't occupy the same right <laughs> space. your body would, yeah. your bodies would like mingle into one and then yeah. just feel crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah see professor hulk knew what he was doing you know he's a smart guy so yes <laughs> so um darcy finds tv waves superimposed to a uh, cosmic microwave background that's cmbr Mm -hmm. um, the radiations from the Big Bang, not the Big Bang Theory, but the TV show, but the Big Bang, um, <laughs> still reverberating today throughout the universe. It helps uh, grounding the physics of what's happening into somewhat reality. 
if you think the Infinity Stones were created during the Big Bang and Wanda got her powers from one, it makes sense that they would have similar signatures. Right. So, yeah. <clears> hmm. <throat> so, yeah. So, that, that's uh, that's what we got. Like, do you have any speculation as to what you think is going to happen in the next, uh, next episode or so? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I think that Vision's going to become more conscious of what's going on because he seems to, each episode he seems to kind of get a little bit more of an idea and it lasts longer each time too. Like, the first episode was like maybe a second and then it seems like each episode he kind of kind of remains in that state before Wanda like reassures him that, you know, she's got everything under control, which is what she said right before Voodoo Child started the play. And then, like, it, it's interesting, because Vision, like, he, he looks, like, kind of concerned. And then, like, after, like, after, like, a second of that, he just, like, has, like, this forced smile, like, sitcom smile as he walks, you know, behind her to watch TV with her. And then, like, at, for a split second, it almost looks like he actually looks into the camera to us, the audience, and has, like, this look of, like, concern on his face. <laughs> like, kind of like a help me sort of look. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Like, that's what it looks like. Almost like, like, she's holding me captive, or or she doesn't know what she's doing, or, you know. So I think, like I said before, I think, like, with, with Civil War, I think he's going to try to convince her first, just like he did in Civil War to join his side, and you know, because he doesn't want to go to war with her, obviously, because you know he's like that's his wife essentially. Yeah. Um, but and I think if you know she's gonna say no, so then he's gonna just start doing things, not doing things on his own, to let people know like what's going on in the town, like try to try to wake up enough people to what's really happening. Which again, it might not even be what think is actually happening it could be because like when when uh wanda expelled um monica from the house from the world yeah uh, it looked like for a split okay so one thing she she like cocked her head and she just looked really really evil like all of a sudden i mean like i can understand um being angry that someone like brought up a subject that you don't want to talk about or whatever but she looked genuinely like evil like a completely different person just took over all of a sudden yeah and even what she said was interesting where she said uh you're not my neighbor you're definitely not my friend um you are you are a stranger and an outsider um and i want you to leave or something like yeah. that uh, it, a stranger and an outsider that that's interesting phrase because it doesn't sound like that's something Wanda would say. It sounds like something someone else or something else would say. Uh, you know, and then after she expelled her, it looked like for a split second, Wanda like looked down on her hands like she didn't know what she had done and then all of a sudden, she went and repaired the damage, you know, the house or whatever. Um, but then after that, she went into the whole I got everything under control, so it's like did she know what she had done or did she not, you know, who knows? Um, that's, that's their way of kind of fucking with us. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I think, um, vision's going to start asking around or trying to make people feel comfortable enough to actually talk about it. Cause it seems like Herb already knows what's going on because, um, Agnes told quote, stop it just like yeah like um, don't don't tell yeah yeah so maybe they do know and they're just afraid to talk about it so maybe visions can i kind of do like this sort of like community outreach thing where he's gonna like get people enough people talking about it so they're not as afraid you know because it's not just one person talking about it you know type of thing so he might be um, i'm still trying to figure out though the whole waking up Agnes thing because she looked genuinely and in, in the little clip that they showed for next week's episode, she looked genuinely like surprised. Like like she yeah. looked like she herself was in a trance. Or at least maybe she's just faking it. I don't know. But um it, yeah, I could I could just keep going on a loop here. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. I mean my 
I, I have some theories. I think that there's something going on. I don't know. I don't trust Hayward. Yeah, he's kind of interesting. Um, he's either really stupid <laughs> and not qualified for his job. Right. Well, he kind of said he was a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe that's just what it is. And I kind of hope they don't go the route where he's a bad guy and it's kind of the whole uh, Robert Redford's character from uh, Civil War mm-hmm. all over again where he was the head of of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all of a sudden, you know, it's like, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s bad and infiltrated by HYDRA or whatever. You know, I, I don't want that kind of twist again, but I'm feeling yeah. I'm feeling something weird about the guy. So, well, he could just be selfish, not mm-hmm. not necessarily a bad guy, but just, yeah, that's uh, true. He might because, like, um, I had, I mean, I, I, I kind of because I watched the episode a few times, and um, and I noticed something like when Monica shows up to work, her badge isn't working, and then like the guy at the front desk is like being like you know sarcastic, you know, like. Oh, well, if you were, were, really worked here, your badge should have worked. And all of a sudden, he shows up to like, yeah, oh, let her in. You know, so it's like, did he redact her badge? Because later on, he says when when he's having a meeting with her, he says that um, her mom basically grounded her from like doing certain missions. Because well, well, they grounded everybody, not just her. Okay. They're not they're not doing things in space anymore. Right, and, and my, my my thing is, is I think it was just deactivated because it had been five years. Oh, okay. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, like, it's like they probably deactivated anybody that disappeared. Um, badge because right. you know their badge could still be here even though they disappeared. And if somebody got a hold of the badge, they could, you know, enter this, you know, restricted <coughs> place. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Because it doesn't seem like there's any other kind of protocol there. It's just you swipe a badge and you can get in. There isn't any, like, you know, palm identification or eye scan or anything like that that gets people in like you see in other movies, you know. Right. So, um, yeah, and I mean, it's that, – that's my main thing is I just don't know about this guy. I mean, who? hopefully he's a good guy. Hopefully he's not bad and we're, they're just kind of throwing us off here. Um, the other right. thing is, is I really want to see Jimmy and Darcy end up together as a couple. Yeah, I like yeah, I, I, I like their chemistry together. I like it. I'm digging it. Yeah, they, have good, they do have good chemistry. <laughs> yeah, um, that's all I got. You know, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things I could speculate about, and I think you you covered most of them. Um, but yeah, that's mm. basically all I've got here. Um, anything else before we uh? Before we sign off here in the in in the uh, universe of uh, our television, like, no, I think, <laughs> I think I think I'm good. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, make sure you uh, check out our other episodes. Um, if you're just listening to our Wandavision, uh, you know breakdowns, um, we've got some cool episodes. Uh, we just released an episode with an interview with Jonah Ray, which was really fun. Um, from Mystery Science Theater 3000 and The Meltdown and other numerous things. Um, it was really fun to talk to him, um, so make sure you check that out. Um, got a lot of cool uh, movie reviews and things of that nature, um, a lot of bad movie reviews. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, if, if this is your, you know, only interaction with our show, um, hope you check that stuff out. Um, yeah, you know, of stuff. Yeah. Comment on our show. Let us know any of the speculation you have. Uh, send me anything you want to Mike at CullenPark.com um, or, uh, you know, on our uh, Facebook page. Um, check out our Patreon. Um, follow us on the social webs, social meds, then the web and the social meds. And, uh, you know, you know, make sure you wear a mask, people. This thing hasn't gone away yet. Um Unfortunately, yeah, no. It hasn't. <laughs> you know, wear a mask, wear a condom. And, um, oh boy. not again. Um, anyways, <laughs> be kind to each other. Be kind. Rewind. Um, <laughs> don't litter. Um, yeah, you know, help old ladies cross the street if you can. Um, sure. Yep. You know, do good. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, for now, we are signing off. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast. 
a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com. Thank you.